Mom to Mom podcast. We're three generations of moms who've experienced nearly every season of motherhood. Of course, we don't have all the answers, but you can be sure that we'll always point you to the one who does. We're pouring a cup of coffee and we're chatting motherhood today. Pull up a chair. We're really glad you're here. My most recent book came out in June and it's called The God Dare. Now I imagine you're thinking, what on earth is a God Dare? Well, let me ask you, what's that crazy dream that God has dropped in your heart? The wild adventure he's inviting you to join. What is he asking you to do that you know you couldn't possibly do on your own? In fact, if you try to do it on your own, you're pretty much guaranteed to fall flat on your face. And if God dares you, your first reaction is, pick someone else, Lord. Has he given you a wild, preposterous, secret, scary, or enchanting dream or idea? That's what I call a God dare. I have the feeling you've been sensing it for a while now. I mean, it might even wake you up in the night or come out of nowhere as a random thought you know didn't come from your mom brain. Or maybe it called to you in a dream or you sensed it some other way, but as soon as you sensed it, the excuses came flooding in. Who am I? I'm not equipped. What can I possibly do to change the world? It's not in me. Or maybe I've messed up too much. God can't use me. Or I've used this one before. I'm too old. I miss my chance. Or I'm too young and I don't understand any of this. Or maybe I'm too tired. And a million other excuses, fears, and insecurities we use to excuse ourselves from God's divine nudge. A God dare is simple, friends. It's God's yes, his gigantic smile and nod of the head, his holy high five beckoning you to believe begging you to take him at his word and to once and for all let go of all fear, doubt, guilt, and pride and say yes to his yes. It's God's offer to each of us to choose to be chosen, to say yes to his magnificent plan for your life. Your part is to trust him and step into the unknown place he's been asking you to consider for some time, maybe years, but fear and doubt have stopped you. So ladies, what would it look like if you took God at his word and believed you had world-changing potential? How might it change our families if we truly believe that? September? You know, when I realized that God was calling me to accept this challenge, to live outside of fear, to be a world changer, um, and you know, I'm going to share a little later in our podcast episode how that happened and, and what I did, but... I believe it allowed my children to see God's transformation in my life. I believe that's what happens when we allow ourselves to be open to what God wants us to do and what he calls us to do. And when we rise up to do it, they see that, they watch it, they understand the process and they know this God, he's not only what we learn and what I believe and live in this home, but I can see it. Like I can see what God can do. Um, And then he takes that and he actually brings your family into this plan with you, with him. And it really becomes their future, just like it has become ours. So Kate, as I was listening to you just a second ago, introduce this idea of a God dare, man, your words were like a rally cry. It was like a war anthem. And I wish that I could have that spoken over my life every day. I think it's something that we all need to be reminded of because I definitely believe that with Christ, I have this world-changing potential in that 
you know, I can impact the people that he's providentially placed around me and that that he's gifted me with maybe specific skills or certain abilities to do the thing that only I can do. I also think that as a mom, I have five little arrows in my quiver that I'm getting ready to just pull back and shoot out into the world someday as Psalm 127, four and five says. So I believe all of that in a spiritual or a mental sense, but I just sometimes struggle to live it out functionally. I totally get that, Jamie. I I mean, I think for all the moms that are listening to us today, I'm convinced each and every one of us is here to change the world. Just imagine if each of the moms that are listening believe that for herself and for her children. You know, when I was raising my daughter, Francesca, I knew God had something specific for her life, something planned for her before the foundation of the world, just like he does for every one of the kids represented by the moms listening to this podcast. And I knew one of my jobs as a mom was to figure out what that was. I didn't know how to do it, but I knew that if I dug deep with God, he was going to show me. So when she was little, I couldn't see the whole picture God had in mind for her future. But as the years went on, God taught me and showed me how to dig deep with him and listen closely as he would reveal the path he wanted to take her on. And it, you know, every year he revealed more and more to my husband, Mike and me, and we simply followed his lead. I'm convinced it takes intentional effort to raise a child into an adult who has a strong sense of their destiny in God with a passion to serve him and a deep knowledge of the gifts and callings he's given each of them as moms Our job is to partner with God. And when we do that, we can equip our children to be all he called and created them to be. We can help them find how God has specifically designed them to change the world. So as a mom, do you believe there's a God dare design just for you? And if so, what do you think it is? Well, when I realized that God called me to be a world changer by raising arrows, uh, to be sent out, and then to proclaim this with all the passion within me, I was radically changed from being a thinker to being a doer. A lot of times as moms, we have passions inside of us that kind of reside there. We think on them. We have lots of great ideas, lots of wish list things that we wish we could do or think we could do. And sometimes I think we forget that that is like God nudging us to say, this might be the thing. This might be the thing. And so I just had to radically think, uh, change my thinking to being a thinker to a doer. I think our culture swings this pendulum in two different directions, Kate. I think there's one camp that will say, and we've addressed this on the podcast in a previous episode about, you know, this idea of the girl power gospel, that you can do anything, just be, um, have agency over your life and pull up your big girl pants and, and do this big thing, mostly for your own esteem and your own glory. And then there's this other camp on the other side that would say that my highest calling as a woman, as a, as a married woman is mothering. And while I think that message is really well-intentioned, I also think it's kind of misguided because what we're doing is we're making our motherhood an idol. And really my highest calling that's given to me by my most high God is to love him and to love others. And that includes, but doesn't just limit me to the love I have for my children. 
Now that love is going to require me to use my gifts that God's given me in some really unique ways. So I guess to really answer your question, I pray Psalm 31, 24 over my kids often that they will be strong and that they will take courage and that God would fortify them now for the work that he has for them in the future. But I can't make motherhood my idol. My kids need to see me using my gifts in my unique calling. And then that will really rally them to have the courage to do the same in their own life. That's so good, Jamie. I love that psalm. We should put a link to that in the show notes. That's a great one to be praying and speaking over your children. Uh, for me, God has dared me more times than I can count. Now, I didn't call it a dare 30 years ago, you know, back when I first started, you know, God started taking my husband and I on these crazy 90 degree turns in our lives. But back in 2012, when I wrote my first book about the 15 intentional steps that Mike and I had taken to raise our daughter, I knew God had dared me to do it. And here's how I knew. First, I had no training as a writer. Like it made no sense for me to write a book. I've always loved to write and I took AP English classes in high school and all that. And I've always journaled, but never in a million years would I have considered myself a writer. Second, I went to four colleges in two years and didn't graduate from any of them. So though I did make the Dean's list, but so I don't have a college degree. And I figured, well, if you're going to write a book, you, you have to have gone to college, which isn't true because I proved it. Um, third, I had no way to get a book, book published. I had no platform, like none of it made sense. But what I've learned is, and what I call a God dare secret, if God calls you to it, he'll equip you to do it. And he had to equip me to write my first book. It's called Growing Great Kids. And it was completely out of my comfort zone. Nothing about it made any sense to me. But, you know, I gathered my courage. I found a friend who is a writer who helped me. And I was able to get the book published. It was just crazy. But that's kind of, that's how I think God works a lot of times where he'll continue to dare us to step out of our comfort zone and follow his lead. I mean, if you told me 10 years ago that I'd have two books published have a speaking ministry and be part of a podcast. I've, to, I've told you you're crazy, but God truly will do more for us than we could ever ask or think as long as we trust him. And for those of you that have small children, you might be thinking, this is it. This is my life forever. But you know, one thing I'll encourage you as your kids get older and once they they leave the house, one thing Lord, the Lord showed me a long time ago was that mom is not your only name. There are other things that he's going to call you to do. He, you, he, you may start doing them now while your kids are young, and there may be things you yearn to do and desire to do and feel like you're supposed to do, but it's not the right timing. So don't be, don't be afraid to just wait for God to show you when the time is right to step out. So sometimes God will offer us the opportunity to go in a completely different direction than what we've been going in. I like to call those 90 degree turns. Has that ever happened to you where God's taking you one way and, and then all of a sudden he says, nope, turn left and go here. And if not, if it hasn't happened to you, what will you do when it does happen? This is a great question because this is something that actually happens to me frequently. I uh, think is moms, we like to have everything kind of planned ahead and set in stone. We like to know what's coming. So these type of things we tend to avoid, but when God gives us a direction to go, we need to listen in obedience and take the steps. And that happened to me this week. I had a particular situation come up that was in the vision of what I feel I'm called to do as um, a mom and a speaker, someone who advocates for families and motherhood. And 
I was presented with this opportunity and I could have said, boy, I did not see this coming. This is a different direction than I thought I should take, but it was presented to me and it was something that I said yes to. And, um, I had to make a decision, you know, to, to do this. And I can see now that God can use the areas and this is really key. So I hope if there's a mom with littles listening right now that you listen to this, everything you're doing right now should be fitting into the passion and purpose and vision that God has given you as a mom. If you have a passion for evangelism, if you have a passion for speaking, if you have a passion for hospitality, whatever that is, your job is to refine and use it and tool it right now. Go to nursing homes, take a meal, speak at mops groups, be a mentor, whatever it is. So when that 90 degree turn comes, you're already been practicing these passions and pursuits daily. And it's not like, I'm not ready what should I do? What, what is this? And so I feel like that's the thing about motherhood. We have amazing opportunities before us every day to take God dares and say, okay, you know, we're a musical family and this is a passion you've given us. We're going to go play for the nursing home and I'm going to take my kids. It's kind of hard, but we're going to do it. And then when it's time for you to make a bigger decision, you're not completely shocked. Like, what are you talking about, Lord? Like you're ready. You're say, okay, I'm equipped. And so this opportunity was presented to me this week and I did not see that coming, but I said yes. And I can see how the Lord is really going to use this obedience, this God dare. I just want to throw out here um, in light of what you said, September, and tell the mom who's sitting at home listening to us right now, surrounded by little people and really big messes. We, all three of us have sat exactly where you are. And in that season, it might be that your big God dare shows up in tiny little ways, kind of like September was saying, that you, you don't start out singing on the grand stage. Maybe you're singing at a nursing home. But this is the season for you to grow deep, deep roots of knowledge, deep roots of experiences, deep roots of relationship, so that when the time comes for that 90 degree turn, you'll have a lot of experience in your arsenal to bring to this big thing that God is calling you to. So you might feel really um, frustrated because, you know, changing another diaper just doesn't seem like a grand God dare to you. But maybe that's the God dare that he's placed right in front of you right now in these kind of quiet years of growth so that as you um, gain some more experience and gain some more miles behind you, you'll have something special to bring to the God dare that God has in mind for you. I just. I also just want to say that as you look for and as you prayerfully consider what is this big thing that God has for your life, I'd really invite you to pray, not just, God, what is it that you have for me, but God, what is it that I can bring to someone else? So my family and I moved um, 
a few months ago and we moved from a really, really tiny, I call it like a Mayberry-esque town in central Minnesota to a bigger city. And we had lived in this small town for 18 years and we had developed really, really deep friendships. And the thought of uprooting all of my children and moving them to this new place was really scary for me. But both my husband and I had bathed it in prayer and we really felt like it was God leading us to this new place. We couldn't really explain it. We had no real words to give an answer to all those who were questioning us. We just felt drawn by God that this was the new God dare that he had for us. And I just challenged all of my kids to begin to pray the same prayer that I was praying. You know, so often when we um, go into these new experiences, we pray, Lord, help me to make new friends. Lord, help me to establish new relationships. Help me to have success at this thing. And I really challenge them, don't pray that you'll have, that you'll make new friends, but pray that you can be the friend that someone has been praying for. And so as we move to this new thing that God had for us, we began to pray, God, show us where our gifts and our talents can be used in your bigger kingdom story in this new place. So it really wasn't about us. It was about others that we would come in contact with. And I'm already seeing just a few months later how God prepared the way. He went before us like Jehovah Nisi, like a banner preparing the way for us to step in and meet needs in this community that um, people were just waiting for someone and praying for someone. And um, in God's kindness to us, he let us be that someone. I love that. You know, and, and we think sometimes it has to be a big thing that God's calling us to. Sometimes it's just as simple as just obeying, moving to a different town. It's not always going to be a big thing, but even in those small things, God can bring a big outcome from it. That neighbor that maybe you minister to or witness to or pray for that goes out and, you know, something amazing happens because of your prayer that you did for them, that you were faithful to do the thing called God called you to. We don't always know how it's going to turn out, but it's just a matter. It's really a matter of obedience more than anything else. And when, when Mike and I were newly married, we met and gave our hearts to the Lord about eight months later. We were living in New York City at the time. We both were pursuing careers in the Broadway musical theater world. Mike was a conductor, me as an actress. We had good careers going and we'd worked for years to get where we were, but God had a different plan for us. A couple of years after becoming Christians, we both started feeling, I don't know, I just call it a divine unease in our spirits. And we began to realize God was calling us to lay down our careers and our desire for fame and fortune and to follow him into a completely different life. He wanted us to walk away from everything we built and follow him where he was telling us to go. Sort of like Abraham, God was calling us to leave behind everything we knew and follow him to a land he would show us. Like with Abraham, he said, I'll go, go to a land, I'll show you. I'm not going to tell you, but I'll show you. And it was kind of the same thing with us. We didn't know what we were supposed to do, but he began little by little to reveal the path. We left New York, moved away and started homeschooling and a home business, which, you know, just, it made no sense to us, but we knew it was right. And we had peace in our spirit to follow him and do this thing that seemed to make no sense. But ultimately I can look back now and see the wisdom in, in what God was telling us. But um, 
I see that as our first God dare because he dared us to leave behind everything we thought we wanted and trust him with our futures. And because we were willing to do that, he's done more than we could have ever even asked or dreamt. Did, did I become a Broadway star? No, but we've been able to raise a daughter who's had an impact on the world. He's given me the opportunity to write a couple books. I mean, it, it just like none of it makes any sense, especially when I look at my life. I met the Lord quite a bit later in life. I was 29. So I'd lived life. I'd done all the things you're not supposed to do because I didn't grow up knowing Jesus. So, you know, it's just, it, it had a, a huge impact on my life and my future, just stepping out and following him. So ladies, let me ask you, have you ever felt God calling you to do something bigger than you felt qualified to accomplish? And if so, what was that? Well, let's just start right off with motherhood. Okay. We're all going <laughs> to say it. Like I never thought I was qualified to be a mom. So let's just start right there. Also, secondly, because I'm the girl who would always avoid a dare if it ever came to me. Like, you know, that truth or dare game, I was always the truth girl. I would never take a dare. Um, but here I am, uh, a mom of 10, this podcast, writing a book, almost everything because he was calling me to do something bigger than I felt qualified to accomplish. And then I realized that he's equipped me for all these things. He's equipped me. He equips me. Um, so yeah, he, I did not feel qualified, but you know, here we are. Absolutely. September, here we are. Um, looking back over my life, I can think of two specific God dares that I was absolutely ill-equipped for. Um, one of which is to write a book, was to write a book just like you girls. But here's the thing. I had this secret tiny little dream as a little girl. I can remember I was eight or nine years old. That's all I wanted to do was write. I would write um, my own pretend magazines and my own books. I still have several of my books that I wrote in my basement. They're not good. They're not bestsellers. Um, they're just sitting in there. Someday, maybe they'll be unearthed and hit the shelves, who knows? But my eight or nine year old dreams that I maybe didn't really share with anybody, God knew about them. And in his kindness, what a kind, kind God to take this tiny little unspoken dream of an eight or nine year old girl and weave a life that would lead someday to a written book. And I remember sitting down writing my book and now I hold the fruit of that labor in my hands and looking through, flipping through the pages. I don't remember writing any of those words because it was God. And, and in my inability, he came through and he was able to sort out my mess and put it on a page. So that's one experience. And then I, re I think back to um, about eight years ago when a very, very dear friend of mine had a baby who was born with severe brain damage and was on life support. They were in a similar financial place as we were, young family, and now they were strapped with thousands upon thousands of dollars in medical bills. And I just felt God nudging me to um, host a benefit dinner for them. And it would be a big citywide scale dinner and benefit. And I, of course, like Jonah, ran from that call and tried to be anywhere but where, where God was leading me to or where, where I felt God leading me to. 
But he eventually nudged me and I, I had to be obedient in that. And I offered to um, leave the charge and, and plan this benefit. I was so ill-equipped. I don't even think at that point I'd ever been to a benefit before. But I knew that this was something that God was calling me to do. And it was through that that he was able to show me, Jamie, I've equipped you in, in organization. I've equipped you in managing details. I've given you a lot of small children so you can have compassion for this mother who also has a lot of small children. I've made lots of social circles in your life so that you have lots of inroads to get people to this benefit. I've provided um, the tools. Now you just have to step out in obedience. And I had to ignore those take care and be safe messages that were playing in my head. All the, all the things that would have tried to uh, lead me to something else. You know, this was going to be a big sacrifice of time, a big sacrifice of energy. I was newly pregnant with baby number five at the time. I was exhausted. Why in the world would I want to take on this huge task of this citywide fundraiser? But I had to step out in obedience, and God showed Himself very big in that fundraiser. And I'm so glad because here's the thing God didn't need me. He could have raised all the money in some other way for my dear friends, but he invited me into that with him. God is going to accomplish his big purposes with or without me, but I'm so glad that I have a chance to come along for the ride. All it requires of me is obedience. And I love that you were willing to step out. Even though you were pregnant, you weren't comfortable. The last thing you wanted to do is have to go set this whole thing up. I mean, that's a big thing for God to say, here, Jamie, this is for you at this time in life where it makes no sense. But you stepped out. And that's the key to the God there is taking, having the courage to step out of your comfort zone. We all want to stay comfortable. I don't want to do the uncomfortable things, but I love that you were willing to do that. that that's, that's what it's all about. Um, for me, I guess it was writing my first book, but even doing this podcast felt bigger than I'd be able to accomplish when you guys first asked me to be involved. I mean, I've been on podcasts before, but never did I imagine myself hosting one. I mean, it just wasn't even in my brain to, to think that that could ever be a possibility. So, but here I am. And the neat thing is that when you take a God there, you can then call yourself by another name. I can now say I'm a podcaster. I mean, who would have thought that? You know, 10 years ago, had you told me any of this, I said, yeah, you're crazy. That's not how God's going to work in my life. But here we go. So what would it look like if God had permission to help himself to your life? Well, God has helped himself to my life. Um, but honestly, it's because I've let him... We all have a choice to do that. And I've, I chose to let him be the author of my story. Now, honestly, there's yet areas that I've yet to surrender that have been, been pride open. And every time I feel that and see it happening, I'm just so thankful because I know he can write a story so much bigger than I can, so much better. Yeah, and we're sharing lots of our own personal stories here today about podcasting and writing books, but don't let don't lay that over your life and assume that that is the God dare for your life. God has a sweet story that he's already written for you and for yours, and it's unique to your giftings and and your talents and what he has handed to you. I think if I um 
have the courage to give God permission to just help himself to my life, I think that I would feel like I could be a bit more lavish with my giving, not just financially, but my time and my energy, knowing that like that widow's oil, it would, it would just keep spilling out as I needed it and I would never run out. But when I'm holding tightly to those things, my time, my energy, my finances, I have a scarcity mindset because I think someday, very soon, I'm going to come to the end. That, that uh, chalice of oil will be empty. And then what? What will I do? But it's because I'm only thinking of my own effort and my own might and my own strength. And I need to remember, I can give my gifts lavishly because I serve a God who can continue to fill up that jar on my behalf. You know, one caveat I'll give you ladies and everybody listening is, is this, when you feel like God might be asking you to step out of your comfort zone and do something crazy that you've never done before, get some counsel from a mature Christian that you know, get prayer. Don't be afraid to ask God for confirmation. If it's truly God, he will confirm it to you. So I, I really do suggest that you do that. If what you believe he's asking you to do is truly from him, he'll confirm it. Don't, I would never suggest just stepping out without praying and really seeking wisdom, especially if it's a big thing. I mean, if it's talk to the lady behind you in the grocery store and give her some hope for her screaming toddlers, that's a different thing. I, you know, I think we just sometimes just need to do the obvious, but when it's a big thing in your life, like write a book or move to the other side of the world or whatever, get some counsel on that. Um, so what about your children? Do you think God has a specific dare for them? And if, if so, what might that look like? Well, you know, as I raise our children, I remind them of number one, we're all created for one purpose and that's to glorify the Lord and to make his name known. So I, I always want my kids to know that, but um, specifically, I, I want my children to know that they all have different gifts and callings and they're all different arrows that are going to go in different places. And I know that God has a specific God dare for them. And I don't know what that looks like, but I do know that if I pay attention to the things that they're um, gifted in and that I continue to mold them in and they work diligently at that God is going to call them to something, you know, sometimes things stand out to us and we can just say to our children, you are called to do this. And sometimes it's not quite so obvious, but as you know, Kate, with Franny, you have to lay the foundation. You have to do the things. You have to make choices, hard choices to prepare them for, for what's coming. Um, but I want my kids to feel this, this tug at their heart. I want them to, here's the thing. And I'm just going to say it. I just want my kids to hear from God what that dare is and not be swayed by the world or peer pressure or what's expected or what might be cool or what the biggest and best thing to do is. I want their dare to be a God dare. And that's why this is so important that um, we kind of channel and direct and, and have a good foundation for them in this area. I actually think it's so much easier, Kate, to see God's big plans in my kid's life than it is even in my own life because I have the benefit of being a bystander or a spectator and I can see their gifts so much more because I'm not walking in fear in relationship to their gifts um, where I know I do that with my own a lot. There's so much potential there with my kids. And so I try to do my very best as I'm able 
to physically and financially support them in their gifts. And oftentimes that goes totally countercultural to what the world would expect me to do. And here's an example. Um, I pay for my daughter's cell phone and I pay for her driver's insurance. I pay for a lot of things that a lot of Christian parents are like, well, you should be having your child work to pay for their own. But I see a big God dare in my daughter's life. She has been called to serve at a Christian camp and she does that so willingly. And most of the quote unquote work is actually volunteer and she doesn't get paid. And so her take home is very, very minimal. And if I demanded that she pay for her insurance or her cell phone or what have you, she would have to go out and get some other job. She'd be flipping burgers at McDonald's, which isn't a bad thing, mind you, but God has called her to serve at a Bible camp to young kids, young teens who come from a lot of really broken backgrounds. And, and I could just go on and on with the story she's told me of, of the brokenness she has seen and some life that she's been able to bring um, in speaking words of life to these kids. And that's a big God dare in her life. And it requires a little bit of sacrifice um, from me to pay for some things that maybe other parents would require their kids to pay for. I also think it's important to let your kids try even when you know they're going to fail because there's a lot of growth that happens and trust that can develop, trust in God that can be develop in that failure. And we've talked a lot about this before on a previous podcast about just forecasting victory over their life by speaking words of life over them. And I think that's something that you did really well with Franny, and that's really evident in her life, that she is stepping up and taking those big God dares because you were a mom that spoke life over her. Well, and I think God showed me so many times and made me do it afraid. <laughs> that was kind of our mantra in, in the house was just do it afraid. If you feel God's calling you to do it, do it. I know that God has a specific dare and a plan for each of the children represented here by every single mom that's listening. What's our job as moms? It's to trust him and ask him to guide us. Never be afraid to ask for help, for prayer, for wisdom. Find an older mom who's raised her children and ask her to mentor you. Dig deep with the Lord and pray continuously for wisdom, and I know God will show you. So one last question, and then we'll be done, but um, I, I know our children are watching us as we live out our faith. Would they want to follow what they see in our lives? You know, do they, do they like what they see? How, how do you know that they want to follow what they're seeing in your life? Well, I think so much of my life these days is lived online. That's the space of ministry that God has given me. But I think that that's often very a two-dimensional space. I want my kids to see beyond that. So I think it's really important, especially for anybody who does a lot of ministry online, to plug into a local body of believers, to serve and be served by them. I hope that my kids can see how much I love God in loving others. I hope that they see through my obedience to his mission for my life, even when it's scary, even when it's inconvenient, I hope that they see me loving my neighbors, even when I disagree with them, actually, especially when I disagree with them. And I hope that they see me supporting them in their big God dares. 
You know, in this social media saturated world, it is much easier to watch people's lives and see how they live and how they respond to life's challenges. People are watching us way more now than when I was a young mom decades before social media existed. But the most important ones watching you are your kids. And I've said for years that what you model, they will follow. How you live is how they'll believe it's okay to live. Do they see you walking in humility and taking the lower place? Do they know you're quick to forgive and choose not to be offended? Can they look at your example and how you live and say they want to be like you? And I, I'm hopeful and I'm, I'm certain that if you're listening to this podcast that, that they are and that, that you are someone that they want to follow. So just to finish up here, I believe all born again believers are chosen by God, yet still we have a choice. We decide whether we hear and obey. It's up to us whether we follow God or not. The call is for all of us, but God gives us free will. So ultimately it's our choice. But let me assure you, precious mama, there is no such thing as an ordinary life. Obscure, yes, possibly. Ordinary, no. Just imagine that I'm holding you by the shoulders, looking you right in the eyes as I say this. You are irreplaceable in God's story. Your words matter. Your life matters. In fact, you matter. And I hear you saying, because I've said this myself, but you don't know what I've done, Kate. I have ugly scars. God can't use me. Do you know what your scars are? They're badges of honor, proof of the battle. You may not have won every round, but your scars prove just this. You were in the fight. I mean, maybe you want big purpose or impact or numbers or a platform. I don't know, maybe multitudes hanging on your every word or a best-selling book or a hit on the radio. Maybe you want a business or a ministry impacting thousands. I mean, there's nothing wrong with those things if God has called you to them. But I think most of us are going to live simple lives. We'll likely abide in the small sphere where tiny acts of obedience can still have a big impact and where ultimately the big things often turn out to be tiny after all. You know, when Jesus took a towel and a basin of water and began washing the disciples' feet, it was a small act, but its impact still deeply moves us today and its example has changed the world and given us all a profound lesson of humility to follow. If you're living for Christ and making his name known in your sphere, then you're impacting the world in bigger ways than you can imagine. Remember this, Big lives are found in lots of small but important moments like raising your children to know and love the Lord, teaching them diligently, loving your husband and family and being an example to those who don't know Jesus. I'll leave you with a few questions to think about. Will you let Jesus pick your future? Can he help himself to your life? Does he have permission to decide where you'll live, how many children you'll have, what you do for a living? Finally, his way is the narrow way, and because it's the way of the cross, and there are few who find it. Do you want to be one of the few? Well, thank you for being with us today. If you're enjoying the Mom to Mom podcast, would you do us a favor and rate and review us on iTunes? We'd appreciate it so much, and honestly, it will help other moms find us. Did you know that iTunes bases its search results on positive ratings? So when you take a minute to rate and review us, you'll help other moms out there who need some encouragement as they raise their children. So thank you so much for being with us today, and we'll see you next time.